If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Happy Catholic Schools Week. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We're so grateful to collaborate with you. We're so happy for Catholic Schools Week, and we are rounding out episode five of this week. I am Jill Annable. I'm here with Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I've been thinking a lot about the actual teacher's lounge, and I'm wondering, Colleen, if you've ever avoided your teacher's lounge. Um, such a great question because now I have to think about all the different places where I've been. And, you know, I've been in elementary, I have worked in elementary and high schools and, you know, it's different in an elementary school where you have a teacher's lounge. Usually there's just one, right. right? And that's the place where all the teachers go. Whereas in high schools, there are different places where people Mm -hmm. commiserate. And sometimes those rooms are exclusive rooms. You know, which ones you're welcomed in and which ones you're not. And in those cases, and I, I have to say that is more, yeah, more likely, I think at the high school level for that divisiveness to occur or for those places where, oh yeah, you know, come to this room if you want to, you know, come out and be positive and, you know, talk, talk about good things, whatever. So yeah, I I think I learned it's, you know, it's like you and I are both curriculum people, Jill. And when you think about a a school and like, there's the explicit curriculum and then there's the hidden curriculum. And Mm -hmm. with teachers, I think it's the same way. I think there's an explicit, you know, there's a, there's a mission and there are the values. And then there's that subculture, that, that, that underbelly of of the culture. And you learn that you learn that by being there and you choose where you want to be and you choose where you don't want to be. I know. And I'm thinking back, I had an era and it comes in waves too. There was a particular teaching year. I just, the negativity in the teacher's lounge made me want, I ate lunch by myself in my classroom every day because I couldn't, I would feed into it and I would come back to that next class, not refreshed. And I would be frustrated with how people were talking about each other or about students or whatever. It doesn't take much because teaching's hard. So eating my lunch yeah. and laughing and having fun was really important to what I needed midway through the day. So kind of a shout out to all of you who have had to struggle through a moment of trying to find your place in that culture. So this credit goes to Colleen and you have said that the lounge is ground zero of school culture. So, I mean, I guess, what do you, do you mean by that? It's kind of goes back to what I just said about like the underbelly, like what is the, I don't know, that foundation of values and beliefs and like who we are as a faculty 
is established in how we behave in a group. And I, I also, you know, I think this is basic sociology Yes, because truly like people will become, I'm sure you've heard that quote, you know, you become the five people that you spend the most time with, right? right? Well, during the school year, who are we spending the most time with, you know, and if we're choosing to be in certain places, like in a teacher's lounge with certain people, we tend to adopt the beliefs, the values, the attitudes of the people that we surround, that we choose to surround ourselves with for better or for worse. Right. right. And, and for us to be the good, right. Be the lights, be the, which is exhausting, but it's exhausting. we also <laughs> influence who we are around. So what we say in that lounge impacts other people. Mm. I want to think back to this week. So we've had five episodes with you all because of Catholic schools week. And we are very purposeful with how we talk to each other, Colleen and I, and how we talk to all teachers when we're out and about. And so we started the week talking about of Dave service. These kids did amazing things for the homeless, those giant batches of laundry soap and Valentine <laughs> cards and all of that and collaborating with Catholic charities. Like that's a really positive, like this is how we talk about kids. Kids are amazing and they're doing things like that. So that, you know, second day we're talking about callbacks with students and how we talk to our students matters that we're not using like quotes from SpongeBob SquarePants when we're trying to talk, <laughs> like call back our class's attention. We might use prayer. We might use positive self-talk, like how we talk to kids matters, advocacy. So how the rest of the world sees our school impacts the school's relationship with the rest of society. So advocating for our fair share of sort of resources in the United States is really important. So who we are out in the community matters and then vocations. So preparing our kids to be out in the world means that we do value those vocations and that we all are speaking highly of their um, wide range of options of who they're called to be. So when we are, you know, we're hoping that this is helpful for you all. And we know that you're struggling sometimes in that school culture space in your lounges, or you are, or you're realizing like, whoa, my, my lounge is pretty awesome. And my little, um, village of teachers are good people who lift me up. And I want to remind you all of a quote, like you may or may not have read this, but this is a, a glimpse into our Catholic tradition has lots of writing that supports us. And so this quote comes from the Sacred Congregation for Catholic Education. This happened in 1977. It's paragraph 49. And it reminds us of who we are as a culture, like what we're doing in a school. So it says the specific mission of the school then is a critical systematic transmission of culture in the light of faith and the bringing of the power of Christian virtue by the integration of culture with faith and faith with living. Consequently, the Catholic school is aware of the importance of the gospel teaching as transmitted through the Catholic church. It is indeed the fundamental element in the educative process as it helps the pupil towards his conscious choice of living a responsible and coherent way of life. Like, so, that's a huge call. That's, that's huge a lot. Call. And, but, but the word that jumped out to me, so I, I'm sitting here trying to, trying to absorb what you're saying and that concept of transmission of culture, because yes. if you think about how we, as the teachers that what we absorb, whether it's in our faith, whether it's from our colleagues, whatever that case may be, and how we transmit that to our students, that is very real. So if we leave the lounge in a positive place, chances are, we're going to, we're going to transmit that. If right. we leave the lounge in a centered, you know, holy way, we're going to transmit that. If we leave in a dark negative way, we're going to transmit that too. Yes. So 
That's yeah. a huge responsibility we have in the teacher's lounge to keep that culture positive. But how exciting, <laughs> like it's because we have this great call. Like this is, this is why it's mm. more than just us teaching classes. Yes. This is about, this is about us partnering with families as a whole culture, as a school to, to raise these kids in a way that is in accord with their family values and Catholic virtue. Like this is really exciting. So we got to think of ways to make sure that our lounges stay that po- this positive way. This is also the time of year. If you're in the Midwest, like me, you haven't seen the sun in like, mm, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 Ooh. weeks. And so it gets really hard at this time of year. So be, I guess, be the light in these uh, teacher's lounges, see who needs, who needs you to be that positive voice. So one more source that comes to mind, there was uh, a study done by Rock in 2009, and this research says that humans have a fundamental need to belong and are incredibly sensitive to their social context and are strongly motivated to remain in good standing with their social group to avoid social exclusion. And I know that happens among teachers too. We've all felt that like in crowd, out crowd uh, dynamic and you want to belong to your school culture. Like you signed up to teach here because you believe in the mission of the school. Like you want to be part of the good things happening in the school. But like you mentioned earlier, Colleen, that under culture, you don't necessarily know right away, but once you're in the lounge, you start to see how do, how do adults around here talk to each other? And Mm -hmm. sometimes we join in because we don't want to be excluded. We don't want to be the one who doesn't eat lunch in the teacher's lounge yet. The negativity in there is contagious. Yeah. we find our way out or become unfortunate. I'm going to nerd out for a second because unfortunately, like this is a part of my doctoral research that I'm doing. And so I was just over the weekend, totally immersed in Maslow. And so that, that sense of belonging, that's a basic human need. So that's your level three Mm -hmm. Maslow. Mm -hmm. But what the research says is that in cultures where you find that kind of exclusive culture, great for the people who are in the in crowd, because they're going to stay like they're always going to be there. Not so good for the people who can't break their way into the in crowd, because chances are those are the people that you're going to lose. They do eventually find their way out and they often leave positions when they don't fit. And so that's just a a note to management to keep your eye out for that. (laughs) Who are the employees? Who are the employees you want to keep? Mm-hmm. Well, and for your colleagues, right? So which colleagues do you want to spend your time with? And they're probably yes. the ones with the new energetic ideas, the ones who are trying new things in classrooms or uh, really building up each other. So got to find, got to find them there. They are among you. So that's good too. Yep. To coach that in crowd, to be mindful of the power. Right. 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 All right. Uh, well, now right, that is the bell. Back to class. There's always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we are certainly going to try to do our best. It was a great Catholic Schools Week with you all. We'll be back to dropping three episodes per week beginning next week. Um, so send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. You can send those to CatholicTeachersLounge.com. This is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We will see you next time. <laughs>